0: Hey, how's it going, everyone? Your favorite Dungeon Master here. Uh, I just wanted to leave a note at the beginning of this episode. Um, We had a little bit of an issue with the audio, uh, and unfortunately, the stream music from when we were streaming live on Twitch originally uh, is now kind of permanently fused with the audio for this episode, so I don't get to do all the fun um, intro and outro music and uh, kind of little little stingers that i enjoy doing throughout the episode but um it's only for about half the episode and i promise that uh we have fixed this so hopefully it won't happen in the future but anyway uh just wanted to stop in and give you all that heads up uh i don't think it's too bad but anyway enjoy the rest of the episode last time on almost heroes
1: so in case you missed it the gang fights a hydra uh it was quite a bit uh the hydra after taking a ton of damage from some lucky shots from Glynn, a uh, handful of holy smites from cosmo and a well-timed ancestral ancestral support from rangram's family uh eventually got all the way up to 10 heads which is equally as terrifying as fighting a regular five-headed hydra uh at one point, Cosmo was about to go down, and Glynn, seeing his dwarven friend in mortal danger, decides to, you know, go lend a helping hand, uh, and as that happens, Cosmo gets the hell out of there just in time to leave Glynn one-on-one with a ten-headed hydra. Um, thank God to chat and some off- awful dice rolls from our DM, because Glynn survived, only taking... I think i did the math it was three quarters of his health so literally i think one more head would have hit three heads hit and three quarter health taken out so one more head would have hit glenn would have been night night um with glenn's final breath ultimately and his his last ditch effort took a final slash and ended up felling the the massive beast um after realizing how awful it is to be on the front line but accepting the challenge from chandrelle had a brand new appreciation for his new dwarven buddies. And uh, they ended up winning the day. Um, Shortly thereafter, the gang is um, unceremoniously navigated out of the pit. Not really as much energy from the um, proprietors as he expected. But he's taken up, or the group has taken up the, uh, I guess the corridors to the patron's box area. Um, As they're being kind of ushered up there, uh, Kosha gives Glenn a note that was left for him before the battle had started that he had not gotten. Um, while up in the patron's box, Rangrim made a lot of friends with the nobles and discussed the finer details of food and what you should and shouldn't consume. Um, Glynn robbed some people, as expected. Um, Cosmo might have been flirting with the other... Patrons. I'm not quite sure what was going on, but there was some winking. Um, Glenn was impressed. BK was also. Um, and ultimately, as the next round was about to begin, um, the group is kind of sitting there enjoying some delicious food. And Glenn reads the final note or the note that was passed off to him that reads uh, Meet at the Bazaar tonight. Come alone from Orc, which happened to be the name of the Dragonborn, which is mildly confusing to the
0: group. Uh, And that's where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, BK. That brings us to episode 43, Festering Feuds. So we pick up with our almost heroes fresh off their victory in the first round of the Rockdale tournament against the monstrous Primal Guardian Hydra. Currently enjoying a feast in the top box, aside, uh, sitting aside some less than comfortable nobles, uh, they look on as the next round begins, uh, as their newfound friends, uh, the team known as the Wrecking Crew, uh, face off against Peril and the notorious Red Striders. So as you all are kind of looking down on that, uh, you hear the announcer kind of just loudly announce across the tournament, uh, across the arena. Uh, The second preliminary round is about to begin. We have the Wrecking Crew fighting for Mestel Cardre versus the Red Striders fighting for the reigning champion, Madame Marsh. And as that finishes, you hear a kind of sonorous horn blast across the arena and the second round of the preliminary tournament has begun. So kind of like, uh, I mean, how? As you, are you all just kind of like what, looking down and watching this? Is there anything else that you're doing like as this thing kind of kicks off?
1: Lena is going to be keeping a very close eye on, I'm sorry, I, I had her name written, but I forgot it. The Red Strider's main, what's her patron's name again? Sorry. Madam Marsh. Madam Marsh. It's not what I had written down So perfect. <laughs> um,
2: the one I went that.
1: Be- yes. See? Okay. So you acknowledge it. So Glenn is going to be keeping a close eye on Madam Marsh. Um, he is going to be looking to see if she does anything in the vein of verbal or somatic <laughs> spell casting just to see if she's letting this fight happen or if she's intervening. And if she does, then I will want to do something.
0: Okay. How about uh, Rangram, Cosmo? You all doing anything?
3: Um, uh. Rangram's probably still just eating a lot of food and making the nobles around him uncomfortable. Like oh, you, you know, eating that. I'll, 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 I'll die. Well, a lot of food and drink going into Rangram at this point.
0: I, I think you're getting a lot of, well, I never, and a lot of uh, just kind of huffing and puffing from these nobles as they, uh, uh, you know, get up and move and then are kind of <laughs> trying to. Have uh, never seen kind of,
3: someone eat one of these? I thought you were just eating it. Glenn, I found you a seat. Glenn's
1: going to sit next to Rangrim, definitely joining him.
0: Awesome. I think that this this little bench is like has a nice it's probably like right up against the edging so you can kind of see down into the pit from this like front bench, front seat bench.
2: Um Cosmo would step up to the the bench overlooking the arena and Yeah, uh, just,
0: I'll say, I'll say there's probably like a railing that you can uh you can like lean against.
2: And uh Cosmo, he just steps up and he says Probably has a at least one bite in his mouth. He's just like, "What? They don't have to fight a hydra too? This is bullshit." Uh,
0: uh, Baldor from Nexuus. Uh, yes. That uh seems that that was kind of a stopgap. Normally, there's enough teams to enter the tournament, but it seems that there's a kind of a short of the shortness of those this year. There's only three teams, which is quite odd. Generally, there's six or seven, but There's been, I don't know, less and less people entering the tournament as of late.
2: Well, if I had to put me up against a Hydra, I probably wouldn't enter too. I thought I was going to be fighting them blokes down there. And here I am, nearly alive. And, uh, you know, I'll think twice before I enter again, I guess.
0: I would, having seen this team in action before, I would count yourself lucky that you only had to fight a Hydra so far. Um, and as as he's saying that, uh, things kind of kick off into gear down there. You see the two teams start moving at each other again to describe this current uh, chamber. it is transformed itself in a new way since it was like the acid pits and the fire that you were down there fighting the Primal Guardian within. It is now this, the same kind of blackened islands these the level uh, these raised levels uh, and then you can see below that there's actually like lava that is bubbling up and like these spurts of fire that are coming up from between these uh these land masses it's completely different in how it's set up this time uh and you can see that there are these like spinning blades uh that seem to kind of pop up intermittently from where those fire pits were when you had uh, been part of the tournament but it seems like it's completely. Uh, Changed itself around and modified to be a completely different arena. Uh, just from guessing, you might have guessed that maybe one of their these teams rolled for the red one uh, on the on the little uh, spinning wheel. So as as you're looking down, you're seeing these two teams move towards each other. You see, of course, Nook starts this thing off with a. You see him like expand his hands and you see this massive fireball just kind of expand within it and he shoots it across uh, basically launching it kind of in an arcing fashion across towards the other team uh, as it kind of hits the ground and explodes you see that they're able to kind of get out of the way and dive out of the way, you see Orc kind of disappear, uh, Glenn recognizing this as bl- using blink again something he's shown in the past uh, and you can see that uh, Janus and Peril are able to kind of dodge out of the way Janus just barely uh, kind of blocking uh, some of the fire with her shield um, and then you see uh, basically Orc reappear and cast Dimension Door, and you see Janus run through it and appearing right in front of Nook, uh, who basically like she comes down with like a with her mace, uh, just like fully trying to get down on this green goblin or this this little goblin, um, and then you see just. Basically, like as that happens, you see uh, Kadana, the Kokra on the wrecking crew team, dive in front of him, pulling both her swords off her back, crossing in the front, and just completely like t- t- blocking this blow from hitting Nook, who pretty much like immediately kind of scrambles out of the way. Um, you see Nook, at- basically, you see Fester, who's still running forward, kind of like just moving directly at Peril, who's still on the other side now. Uh, you see Nook basically with one hand as he's kind of scrambling out of the way of Janus. Uh, casts a spell on Fester, and you see Fester just with like take a massive leap and jumps about three times the normal height, uh, probably with the the, bo- the basically the boosted jumping speed of whatever Nook just casts on him. Flies across the arena, probably thirty feet, uh, bringing uh, pulling out his uh, his rapier and one of those daggers down um, as he basically dives towards peril. Um, and so, like that's that's kind of like what's going on in this battle, um, as it seems like uh, Fester is engaged with Peril right now. Janus and Kadana are are kind of exchanging blows, and you can see that uh, Nook is kind of like has lifted into the air, casting Fly, and is trying to make his way over towards Orc and is just shooting down these firebolts at him. Um, Glenn. So you're you're keeping an eye on uh, Madame Marsh, right?
1: Yeah. So I'd be, yeah, I'd be watching her kind of out of the corner of my eye. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be like entirely fixated on her, but um, she would, I imagine, have to be somewhat sneaky about her spell casting.
0: Okay. You have, I think you have hmm. pretty. I mean, you have very good passive perception.
1: Yeah, I would only be passive. I'm not like staring at her, staring at the side of her face during all this. For sure. Cosmo, uh, Cosmo for sure. would so,
2: be, he'd be making eyes at her. He's already <laughs> suspicious.
0: So um, she's kind of leaning uh, nonchalantly against the uh, the railing. Actually, she's not leaning. She's just kind of standing, looking over the railing, uh, just kind of over towards the corner where she has been this whole time, just kind of posted up. Um, Glenn, as you're kind of looking that direction, your eyes are kind of like drawn downwards and something catches your eye. In the crowd on the lower section, um, just kind of as you're looking at her and kind of looking down at the arena and looking past that, you see an elven figure who is just wearing like, seems like they're wearing kind of finery. Uh, They're wearing like nice garb uh, and, and like, you wouldn't think anything, like, of it. They're, you know, they're out for the day or whatever. But one thing that kind of... I think that kind of, like, grabs you is that they have the telltale skin, like, the darker skin of someone that you would recognize from being from Zephyr. And for just for a second, before they turn around to walk and start walking back the other way, you could have sworn they were looking at you and that they just look way too familiar. And you see them now, then they're just, they've turned their back and they're walking kind of away from this top box down in the lower, like common crowd, um, like around the uh, circular walkway, uh, kind of making their way through the crowd as all of the arena, like patrons are actually watching down. They're walking kind of, you know, across this crowd that is uh, fully focused on this fight
1: um okay so we're in the box stadium so we have like
0: you're about 20 feet up from yeah where
1: they are but we're towards the the roof of the or I guess like the top of the coliseum how far is that like to the tippy top
0: so yeah so um basically uh the top box is raised up so like okay if you're looking down on it like let's just say it's a big donut um, the top box is all the way up against the, the actual like stadium and it's raised. It's just uh, basically like think of like a big rectangle that comes up about 20 feet, um, giving you a view of the entire arena. Um, and then basically down below you, uh, there's a big circular walkway and then kind of stepping up from that at an okay. angle is the actual stadiums. OK, so, so the,
1: the roof itself like basically right above me or not the roof but like the the edge of the the top of it um yeah. okay so i can i have the ability to ultimately cast find familiar 30 feet from me i'm gonna yeah. blink poe in his owl form up there um and send him up there and then i'm gonna look over to Rangrim i'm uh like a good old drinking buddy I'm gonna need you to hold me up and I put an arm around him and then I just immediately blink out and go into Poe's eyes and I start to watch where that being goes among the crowd
0: roll me a very important perception check the most important kind
1: has advantage because it's an owl oh my balls that's good (laughs) um (laughs) Oh boy uh, plus what so 18 total it was a 1 and a 17 <laughs> oh.
0: thanks thanks for that advantage um yeah so even does it have an advantage even during the day
1: yeah cuz it has keen hearing and sight
0: wait who po my owl Ooh, who? Who? who who
2: who who um
0: who? So, uh, yeah, so I'll say that um, you, you, you know, you hang on to Rangram and and blink into Poe's vision and just like, you know, have that keen owl vision and you're able to watch this figure wearing that. I'm going to say that it's probably like, I'm going to say that they're green robes with kind of like gold and bronze filigree kind of uh, in this like kind of natural pattern that goes down it.
1: Can I see their face from Poe's perspective?
0: are you Trish trying to follow behind them or are you trying to fly in front of them?
1: No, Poe is perched and watching them from the top.
0: Okay. Um, then I think moving. that you're still watching their back. Um, and what you see is you see them kind of move about halfway around the arena. Um, and one thing you realize is, oh, that's right where I saw I, when you were underneath the arena. That's where you saw that box on the underside that you couldn't get into and you see them kind of walk up and then there's like there's there's like a lack of people in this one area and you see them enter into this like lift up this small little hatch that actually looks like it's it's a seat and then they go they kind of lift it up and you see them kind of walk down through this opening and close it behind them
1: does anybody around them even remotely react or is it just kind of like people just see him lift up a seat, go down, no one, no one acts in any way?
0: I think that it's far... I think that uh, most of the people... It's like behind most of the people that are watching the battle. So I, I think that it's kind of like just out of view of most people. Okay. It can happen pretty quickly.
1: Um, all right. So I'm going to send Poe again like to the same spot above... Um, where they were, mm-hmm. like just straight looking up to the to the rim, and watch that seat. Um, and then Glenn's gonna blink out of it, and or out of Post's eyes, and say to Rangram's like, "You uh, you want to go track that scent again? Uh, wait, uh, which one? The one that sent us all over town, making us." get all that exercise neither of us really wanted that day
3: um yeah give me a second
0: <laughs> are you using the uh like the power of it because i guess it would be uh it was a was it a different day
1: yeah yeah this was
3: i think technically, yeah
1: yeah we, we hunted him slept fought Yesterday. and today's um, the fighting day gotcha yep.
0: So yeah, um, are you so you're activating it to be able to like walk, look follow the? Yeah, I'm going full. <laughs> deep,
2: deep. I'm full sniffer,
0: full smell. <laughs> um, yeah, Rangrim, you see this kind of like red vapor trail that is kind of leading off the edge of the the top box down below and follows along uh, through the crowd and around the kind of the walkway about halfway around the the stadium and then up the stairs. Uh, and you see it disappear.
3: Uh, I got him. And the whole time we're going through that ring room is not like mincing any words. He's stepping on people, like, unfortunately, just like shoving people. Like,
1: once, once, like, Glenn, come on, we got this. It's,
3: it's over here and just like, like, pushing your head this way.
1: Once I see Raygram start climbing somewhere. over people, uh, Glenn's going to go over to cosmo real quick and say cosmo we caught a beat on that guy we were chasing earlier or that person we were chasing there do you want to come with you, you want to stay and watch the fight
2: Oh, so, uh i think i'll stay here and watch uh you guys go just uh then for help i guess if you need it and uh, glenn points up to poe
1: like if you see that bird poof out of existence start running towards it to start running to where it was because we'll be coming up right around there,
2: all right. Well, you got it,
1: and then, like, uh-huh. as Glenn's walking away, he's like, Also, I know you're not watching the fight, and elbows him, and then starts chasing after Rangrim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, as just kind of like out of your peripheral, you hear and kind of like actually, you all kind of hear it. Um, you hear kind of like a just a loud, like, Oh, kind of just come from the entire crowd um, as you see Kadana basically who had been fighting one-on-one with Janus uh, like blocks a just heavy hit from that mace um, and then just kind of like as she kind of parries it to the side doesn't see that Janus comes in directly with her shield smashing Kadana in the face and you see her just basically fall backwards hitting it hitting her head against the wall and just like completely unconscious. Uh so Janus has now like turned her attention uh and is like moving towards Nook who's still flying and shooting down firebolts onto Orc, um who is like just kind of dodging right to left and as he's blinking out of existence and, and disappearing, just kind of dodging these firebolts that Nook is aiming down at him. But that's one of the uh of the wrecking crew that is out of the fight. Um yeah, so, uh, Rangrim and, uh, and Glenn, you all are just kind of barreling your way through this crowd, uh, trying to follow this scent.
1: Yeah, I imagine, oh, imagine Rangrim's got, like, a pretty good head start, too, if he's just barreling through
3: people. This was, like, real bad, man, I'm... So, like, I'm saying sorry, sorry, excuse me, but, like, I'm, like, trampling on people, like, knocking that popcorn over... As Glenn goes by, and he's man, like, "I'm he's... gonna take somebody's drink and like take a
0: sip out of it as I'm going." <laughs> Gl- Hold me an athletics check. I just want to see how 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 burly Rangram is running through these people.
1: As it's happening, Glenn's like closing up. The guy's like, "He's really not that sorry. He's he's gonna do it again." And just like keeps running.
3: Uh, athletics. That's uh, that's only a fourteen. Not okay. That-
0: I think that you're I think that's good enough to knock knock people like hither and yawn as you're kind of running and you can you can grab that uh, grab that drink and kind of chug it and then f- kind of throw it off the edge into the into the arena as you're going um, but I, it's not enough to like knock anyone over the edge into the arena or anything as you're running but you're you're definitely like clearing a path that Glenn you're able to like very kind of like casually walk through <laughs> <people>. <laughs> yeah like oh excuse me excuse me kind of thing right. every it's all concert it's right. good that right. right.
1: one person
3: Sorry. Sorry.
0: Um, Yeah, so uh, you all are able to make it to uh, kind of up to this trap door following this scent smell, uh, and you are, like, you basically are sitting there, and you can see that the the scent smell just kind of disappears uh, down into this uh, seat that you, that Glenn knows is not actually a seat.
1: I'm going to, or I guess once we get there, um, actually, sorry me you get there first.
3: Uh, hey, Glenn, we got we got a thing here. Um, you want me to check it? You're just gonna go straight down. You're the one that's good with like, like all uh, traps and stuff and secret doors. I'm gonna check
1: for traps real quick. Check for traps and check for locks.
3: Ultimately, okay. It's not my forte.
0: Uh, yeah. Roll me. Uh. Just investigation.
1: investigation. Yeah. Uh they actually sound very good. Uh, oh wow, twelve total. Rolled six, but I've got a plus six on that.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't think you. Yeah, you don't see anything at all.
1: Okay. Uh, do I see a latch, or what's the mechanism keeping it closed?
0: Um. You can see that basically just the the top of the seat. Uh. You go to like lift it, and you can tell that it just kind of lifts up like a basically like a like a big hinge
1: uh okay i'm gonna pull the seat and yeah am just gonna pull it and kind of like step back a little bit
0: okay uh you lift the seat up and you can see that below it uh is just a trap door
1: uh is there a latch sorry i'm gonna I don't know if this counts, but can I check that trap door for traps, or is that fall under your rule of
3: like not double rolling?
0: No, that's fine. It's two separate okay. things. You can roll investigation. So you
3: said it's safe, and Rangram's gonna jump right in the hole. <laughs> well, never mind.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> Rangram, you open up. Uh, you open up the latch, uh, the hatch, and you hop down into this hole. Uh, you luckily don't fall very far. Uh, you only fall about like maybe ten feet, uh, kind of landing with like a pretty stiff, like, uh, like. Ugh into this very small room that is basically just full of, like, janitorial supplies and, like, and, and kind of, like, restocking of, of materials and, like, you can see there's just, like, mops and brooms and cleaning, you know, cleaning elixirs and whatnot, kind of all filling this room, uh, but it seems to just be a small kind of service chamber.
1: Not hearing any massive explosions, Clint's gonna follow him. Just jump right back, right down next to him.
0: Okay. Um... Yeah, so you're playroom's in this small...
3: One shield on his back and holding the barricade shield. Mm-hmm. room's going to equip a mop.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, you you pick up this, this very sturdy mop. It seems like it's been kind of like the handle has been, you know, weather-worn from use, but it's probably like a nice solid oak, so it's uh, it's got some heft to it.
3: How wet is the business end of the
0: mop? Ooh, <laughs> I think that it's, I think it's like... Just wet enough to have that like nasty, musty smell to it. Cool. Cool. Um but yeah, uh does anyone want to like take a look around this room? It's very small. It's probably only like it's Glenn, it's the same size as the room you saw from below. It's
1: the okay. I thought so. Um yeah, I'm gonna check to see if uh there's any more of those like audio. Traps like the like the the tripwire that I think was like previously there. Like, see if there's like any like quick detection traps they
0: might have set up. Okay. Um, yes. So what you can see is that there was one set up, uh, and it is attached to the trapdoor uh, that you've are that you just came That's- through. Basically, the one that that. And so, but the thing was, uh, you didn't hear it drop. You didn't hear anything go off. So you would guess that. Whenever the person entered, they disarmed it and okay. didn't didn't reactivate it.
1: All right, I'm um, gonna like pat Ranger on the shoulder. Said, "All right, you take lead. You got this." I'm just kind of like encourage him to go.
0: All right, well, well let's do this.
3: And I keep pressing on, holding my mop
0: forward. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so this room is is super small, and the the only way you can see out of it, aside from going back up the staircase through the other trapdoor, is that. Glenn, there's a corresponding trapdoor on the floor um, that has a big, uh, big, basically a big metal latch on it that has, like, you can see has a huge deadbolt that would normally be slid across it, um, and that that deadbolt is unlatched.
1: Okay, gonna, yeah, uh, check it for traps real quick, and then just open it. I mean, I'm assuming it's not going to be trapped, but
3: another twelve.
0: Okay. I
3: mean I, I went through the first I went through the first hole on the floor
0: all right I got this one um the uh yeah so the the trap basically the the trap door um doesn't seem to be trapped in any way from the side that you're at least like looking at and you don't see anything and you from your memory serving unless it's been set up after the fact there were no traps on the other side of that door it had just been locked from the opposite side
1: okay yep I'm gonna pull it and yep. follow it down
0: um you see a uh basically there's a good 30 feet uh down below this i mean this ladder probably drops like 30 feet uh down below
1: okay um seeing Rangrim is currently afk i'm gonna wait in case he decides to jump on top of my head he's just
2: trying to he's just trying to fix the green screen now i got it of course yeah uh he'll be right back it's i just I mean, don't want to say that
0: i personally love the uh the game boy camera uh visuals that we've been yeah. having tonight i think it's great uh i think it's a real good throwback and technology uh, yeah, honestly, is really
2: advanced i say so i say
0: if it happens again just let it rock because you know i i love you know i love being part of the green man group so a little yeah, nostalgia
2: just, never hurt did it did it fix mine on your guys's end when i did that nope, nope. no
0: okay still green man you're green okay. man every week for me though so
1: dan great. you're dan you're better now okay uh, yeah, Dan, you missed it. There's a thirty foot drop this time instead of a ten foot drop. So, deep, deep but there's boy. a ladder. So, Glenn's going to look around and be like, "Don't jump this time," and then climb down the ladder as quickly as you can.
0: Uh, roll me an acrobatics check with advantage.
1: Oh my gosh, glad you said advantage. Uh, like twenty five or some shit. Yeah, twenty five.
0: Okay. I'll say that you're able to uh, climb down right. the ladder. Yeah, I, I think you're able to get down that thing without much of an issue. obviously,
2: uh, great like, sliding.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're able. to Yeah, you're, you totally just like put your you lock your feet on the outside of it. You put your hands on it. You slide down the ladder. Hot, um, hot. hot. Wrangram, you want to roll me an athletics check with advantage?
3: I certainly will.
1: Uh, Glenn moves out of the way in case this goes poorly. By the way, I take like <laughs> four steep steps to the right. <laughs>
3: Uh, no that's good that's good that's good that's good uh athletics Mm -hmm. 17
0: sweet yeah you're able to make your way down a little bit slower uh but you you're able to uh steadily make your way down this ladder and drop down safely on the bottom uh you all are down uh, as you've as glenn you found yourself down here before but rangram this is your first time um basically you're down below the actual like stadium seating down below the actual structure so there's just like these big thick wooden poles that are going up and supporting the seating up above. You can hear like the sound of the arena and like, you can hear all these things and kind of the roof is slanting down at an angle, like, you know, like 40, 30, 40 feet above you. Um, but you're down in this area that's just like cobweb covered and there's a dirt floor and you know, there's, there's just like barrels and, and storage things, you know, hither and yon, but it doesn't seem like people come down here very often. Um, and kind of as you all are standing in here, uh, you kind of can see, Rangrim, you can see that, that that smell, that's, you know, the smell trail, the follow your nose trail, uh, kind of goes off into the darkness a little bit. And uh, before we jump back to the battle for a second, uh, Glynn, you hear the voice of someone you haven't like heard in a very long time that just says... You look well, Glen Yaris, old friend. Um, so we're gonna hop back to uh, the the battle in the in the arena. Um, you see, uh, you see Nook noticing that Kadana is um, is unconscious, uh, kind of like distracted from his from his battle with Orc just for a second, like noticing that that is not going well. Um, and you see, uh, like, just like. Orc has has been just, like, dodging left and right, barely able to make it out of the way of Nook's spells. Um, And then, like, as, like, just, like, just everything is on fire and like uh, orc is just disappearing and reappearing and like you can't tell whether he's just like on fire or what is going on doesn't seem like things are going well very well for him but he nook turns his attention away just for a second noticing that kadana was not doing well and as he does orc takes advantage of that you see a lightning bolt just blast out of this fireball like this like torched area that nook has been blasting down onto um and you notice or I guess Cosmo, you would recognize a Witch Bolt, which is a pretty high level spell that just blasts out with this purple lightning catching Nook directly in the chest, um, blasting him out of the air. And you see him kind of smoking, uh, fall from this, basically fall from his high fly area that he's been doing above the arena and just kind of bounces across the ground, landing just barely on the edge, um, almost in the lava itself. Um, And then, so... Uh, we'll jump back to uh, underneath, or unless Cosmo, is there anything you want to do, watching this?
2: Um, I kind of look over at uh, still I'm not gonna, good at saying her name. Madam R- Marsh. Marsh. Adam Marsh. I always want to. See... I thought it was more complex than that. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> it's it's Mikel Yaris is the complex one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the asshole. <laughs> Um, what is, like, I look over at her, what does it seem, I'm just going to roll a perception.
0: Does it seem like she's, uh. Roll an insight. Insight? I. If you're trying to to gauge her how she's feeling or what she's doing. If she,
2: yeah. Um, hopefully this roll is
0: insightful.
2: Kind of right in the middle, insight, it's an 11.
0: 11? Okay, um, I mean, what do you... So, yeah, so what are you looking... What are you trying to clean?
2: Um, I am... Cosmo is, uh, like... He's just curious. He's intrigued. Like, he met this person... This Adam. And, um, uh, and then after that. So it's just, like, you know, something good happens. So he's just, like, looking to see what her response is. Um, you...
0: You can't see, I mean, her mouth is covered, Uh, you know, to quickly describe this character again, they are uh, they're wearing this, like, these long black and red, like, kind of tie-dye-esque robes with these swirling of colors within them Um, they have, like, their face is covered in, like, by, like, a a veiled mask, Um, just their eyes are visible, which is, like, these amber-yellow with these slits, and then Coming up from kind of their their covered head dress is like this. uh, Are these like big maroon spiraling horns that are coming out of there?
2: Does she look like she's got eye
0: contact on the battlefield, or what is she looking at? She's looking down at the battlefield, and you can just see like much like you know the the you know she's she's smizing, she's smiling with her eyes for sure. Like there there's a little bit of wrinkles at the corner of her eyes that I think you can you can tell from your uh, your like you you can you you just would guess that she's. Very pleased with the way the battle is going, and you don't know whether or not, like you know, they are would be doing any kind of like help or whatever, or if they're doing any kind of magical like anything at all. But it doesn't seem like it. It Seems like maybe they like they don't. So
2: Cosmo, Cosmo's gonna walk over, and he's just going to like playfully like shoulder check, like kind of just not like a shoulder check, (laughs) more of just like a. Like, he's squeezing into his space and, like, maybe bumps her with his shoulder, with his pauldron, and he doesn't realize how, he forgets how stocky he is as a dwarf. And he's just, he kind of steps in, and he's just like, so, uh, you think the battle's going well? And he just, like, steps into her, I
0: guess. Um, okay, hold on. Oh, <laughs> one second.
2: Roll for flirt. Which is odd because he's not actually flirting. He actually, he winked at her to uh, kind of like uh, more or less taunt. Like,
0: what's up? I see you. I'm not, I'm not intimidated by you. Uh, Cosmo, you you shoulder, you basically bump into her. Um, and as you do so, you see this like almost like you've disturbed some sort of frost or like mist that is around them that you didn't even know like it was transparent before and then all of a sudden as you bump into it, it it manifests itself uh the same kind of fog that you saw them like used to teleport themselves and the rest of their team as well as like actually to eject you all from that uh from that battle originally in the alleyway um and as it happens as it hits you you see this frost just like creep up your uh creep up your shoulder and up your pauldron and just like burns your skin on the inside and you take five damage.
2: Um Cosmo just like feels that damage and he's just like Whoa well, it's just a playful bump you didn't have to freeze and burn me shoulder.
0: Well I apologize but my protection spells have a mind of their own.
2: As long as you're not protection spelling the people down there and he's gonna insight check it.
0: Okay. Whatever she
2: says. Yep. Whatever. And wait. At least a gentleman's nineteen insight? Yes. Thirty twenty.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, I think that you believe her, then, when she says this. All right. It truly does not seem as though any of my help will be required. Not that I would do anything of that sort, of course.
2: Well, you know, you just never know who you can trust these days, you know?
0: That's quite fair. I don't see that we have the kind of relationship that... Garners or will glean any trust on either side. So, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to watching this rather magnificent battle.
2: All right. Let's let's enjoy it. And Cosmo begins eating very loudly. Okay. Just whatever the crunchiest thing is on
0: his plate. He's roll just me.
3: Like,
0: roll me an intimidation check. <laughs> an intimidation. I'm I'm intimidating with her.
2: Her with my dwarven eating. <laughs> Intimidating
1: <laughs> chewing. Right, Intimidating here we go. I'll do
2: it again. Alright, intimidation check. I've never tried to intimidate somebody with my food, but uh, if I was going to, it would be for a solid 16.
0: Okay. I think that she looks mildly annoyed and distracted as you chomp this crunchy crap in her ear. I, I think that you're, like, crunching down on some sort of, like, like, maybe some sort of, like, soft-shelled uh, crustacean of some sort. You're just crunching away on it, like, right next to her ear. And right. kind and of, it- like, flecks of food might be, like... You can see little flecks of food that are, that are flying off and kind of, like, pinging off of their armor. Like, this, like, magical, like, mist armor that they seem to have. And it kind of, like, turns to ice, and, like, you can hear it, like, tink, 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 drop to the ground as these things kind of... Uh, as her armor uh, comes to her aid.
2: Right. Uh, Cosmo, would like, doing that, he just kind of turns to her and she's like, do you know what even they is?" And then he just like takes another big bite out of it.
0: Um, I think that she's very much trying to ignore you as much as possible. Is there anything else you're trying to do with her? Are you just trying to
2: rhetor- her? It was more of a rhetorical like statement just to uh, fluff the, uh, you hear her r-
0: sigh you hear her just like sigh uh <laughs> in a way that you're like oh I'm getting to her
2: <laughs> okay. and then he's and then he just kind of just like rot and then he just goes back to eating nice and he is watching he is watching the fight
0: okay um Glenn, uh Rangrim you after hearing that voice uh come out of the darkness saying you look well Glen Yaris, my old friend you see that form uh that you saw Glenn, uh walking through the arena um you see a female High Elf that you haven't seen in just decades. Um, someone that you would recognize as someone you spent a lot of time with back in Zephyr. Uh, someone that you trained with a lot in Zephyr. And someone who you would have considered your rival uh, growing up. And they kind of walk out of the darkness. They have this kind of like the same color hair that... which Glenn, So, Glenn has white hair, right?
1: Yeah, it's, like, platinum-esque. Like, it's got that, like, sheen to it.
0: <laughs> I think that she has her... So, I think that what she has is very similar to what you see... Um, what you see uh, Chandrell having. And I think that, like, you would know that she idolizes Chandrell in a lot of ways. Um, and I think that, like, her hair is different. It's pulled up into, like, a pretty sharp bun. But maybe she has, like... Some hair that's still down into like some, some like framing, uh, like, um, I guess bangs or whatever that kind of come down the side of her head. Um, a little bit of a messier bun than maybe Chandrell has. Okay. Um, and she's wearing that, that like long robe that's actually very similar to the robe that like the covering robe that, that Glenn would be wearing, but yours is all white with like gold. Uh, and she's wearing like green and gold and this kind of copper. And, but below that, you can now see very clearly as it's kind of like slightly undone that she is wearing a very similar, like black leather, uh, like armor beneath it. Um, and you can see that on her back, she has, uh, two scimitars that are crossed back behind there.
1: Okay. Uh, Glenn's going to, um, I think Rangrim would have been just to the side of him. I think Glenn had point at this point. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Probably a good 30 feet, uh, like 30 to 40 feet between you. She's just within like your dark vision range in this in this underground area.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, Glenn's going to kind of like put a hand out to like signal to Rangram like slow. Um, whether or not he does that's on him. But uh, Glenn's going to go, uh, Adna, long trek, no?
0: It has been quite a journey. She, you see her eyes kind of just like they're looking at you but you see them just kind of flash to the scimitar, the double-weighted scimitar that's across your back and she goes have you finally figured out how to use that?
1: Oh, you you still have those green jealous eyes of yours you're not still trying to win Chandrell's favor, are you? I mean that was that's so long ago, you don't Still have a little hang-ups, do you?
0: You know you shouldn't have taken that. That should have been mine.
1: Well, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda kind of thing, right? Chandrell chose who she did, and we're going to go ahead and let that play out.
0: (sighs) I guess that we will be seeing how that plays out. You know, the elders have been looking for you for some time. Whatever information you hold, Glynn, seems to be of great interest of those in power still in Zafir.
1: Oh, so you're still, you're, so you're still dedicated to Zafir? Hasn't changed much?
0: Well, you know, sometimes some people have to be loyal to something, not that you would know anything about that, Glyn Yaris. But surprisingly enough, that's not why I'm here. I have another job to do. Where's the key, Glen Yaris?
1: Oh, man, you are just wrapped up in all sorts of disappointment. Chandrell would be thoroughly disappointed in you. I would show you, but uh, you're not really worth her time, and I'll be honest, you're not really worth mine.
3: Hmm. I, I, I'm i thoroughly confused here. Uh, <laughs> Glenn who is this and why are they in this way? I didn't think this was a good place for us to be I thought we fell into a sore. it smells horrible here and this is where you meet your friends
1: yeah I mean it's just so rude of me and without taking without Glenn taking his eyes off Adna for like a second he's like uh Rangram this is Adna she's a she's an old friend let's say uh she came from where I'm originally from across the sea and she's she's here to what looks like collect on some some bounties I think she's after that uh, that key that we might have had at one point
3: that, it's, it sounds like she's she's trying to pick a fight and um, I mean it, I know you're you weird on a code or something but I mean she don't look that tough. Uh, you know,
1: looks, looks tend to be deceiving, but Adna, you're not, you're not here to fight. You're here to talk, right? It's not your style to
3: go face first. Uh, ho, mate, you don't, you don't look that tough either. And Rangram's going to turn and look at Ada and give her the finger. Like you don't look that (laughs) tough either, but. Um, if you, if you, if you mess with me, Friendy then we, we might have a problem. I just fell into a sewer. It smells horrible down here. And all of a sudden, you're talking a lot of smack against my friend here. And um, I don't know. What, what are we going to do about this? I'm, I'm still here. Like, I pretended I wasn't here during your conversation, but I'm still here.
0: <laughs> um, Glenn, as you're kind of like watching Adna, who is just kind of sitting there at seemingly at at ease um but you know it's the same kind of at ease you've you've seen her be able to like quickly break out of uh and you know that she's actually likely ready for combat at any at any time the same way you would be um as you're looking at her uh you see Chandrell up here just kind of like just just kind of like between, just kind of like maybe between you and Adno, maybe like 10 feet away from you, just kind of appear. And goes, Glen you did well. You did very well. Even better than I expected in the, following the orders and the challenges that I was able to bestow upon you in that last battle. I'm very proud. But, You have a challenge ahead of you. You must prove your worthiness of the double-bladed scimitar. If you are truly worthy of wielding my power, then let's see how you fare. And she kind of like disappears back into the scimitar.
1: Uh... Okay, that happens. Glenn just kind of without skipping a beat goes, "Ah, <laughs> oh, Chandrell, such a good one. Her hair does look ridiculous. It's I yeah, just travel's not a good look for her. She's always, you know, been really prissy and, you know, up in her tower." Uh, and could you not hear Chandrell? I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so we're in like kind of a big open space. Is there uh There's are there like
0: and okay. then there's like uh, there's 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 probably some crates and some like barrels maybe just like scattered hither and yon. So kind of just like describe what you're if you're utilizing anything for cover.
1: So yeah, so she was like 40 feet away from me. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take my full 30 feet, um, and I'm going to just backpedal and try to make as much. To, I'm gonna try to keep that distance between the two of us because I imagine we have this big old circle around us to navigate for the most
0: part. Uh, yeah, so you're, I mean, you're so I'll say that you're um, you're in a giant open space uh, that is just like every ten feet uh, is probably marked by these uh, huge like like tree-esque like pillars going uh, you know way up into the darkness above you. Okay, um, and you're basically just like in this big open giant open space that is uh, like hundreds of feet across um, that is uh, you know basically just like pocketed by these uh, these huge pillars. Cool. I'm going
1: to, yeah, I'm going to to like 30 feet. Um, and when I get to like the third pillar, I'm just going to kind of lean up against it, like with my like elbow and kind of like up against my
0: knuckles go. You know, you really did have kind of a temper problem. That's my turn. Awesome. Um, they are going to uh, basically try to, they're, they're going to use their uh, bonus action to dash uh, covering uh, 60 feet um, getting as close to you as they can um, I don't believe that's going to be pretty close um, they're going to grab a um, they're going to grab a, a dagger off of their uh, off the belt and whip it at you um, and let's see if they can hit what a dick uh, that's going to be a 14 plus uh, that's so that that's going to be a uh, 23 Uh, yeah that's going to hit Okay. Um, luckily it's just a dagger uh, so that's going to be eight damage um, as this dagger kind of like, as you're kind of taunting her and she's like running at you, grabs this dagger and like that's kind of tucked into the leather on the front of her, um, on, on, like basically her leather armor and just kind of whips this uh, curved dagger at you that kind of just like slices you across the upper, maybe across the top of the shoulder, uh, giving you a nice, gash uh, that kind of maybe uh, takes a little bit of the uh, of, <laughs> of the chuckle out of your uh, taunt
1: uh, i'm gonna use uncanny dodge for just to cut the damage in half okay cool so she's now within like 10 feet of me right and feet, she absolutely ten feet to
0: catch up okay and she's uh she's basically pulled her uh her kind of makeshift double-bladed scimitar in front of her and she's just kind of like spinning it uh at the ready and kind of is holding it down at her side as she's running at you full naruto style
1: Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you were also hashtag blessed. That's true. I am hashtag blessed. I am going to, I'm going to grab my double-weighted scimitar Mm -hmm. off my back. Finally, let Chandrell do her thing. And I am going to grab the brooch that's been like holding my robes on nope the clockwork fay fly and i'm gonna throw it out and i'm gonna say hey listen and i'm gonna cast fairy fire on her and i'm gonna what is it, it was 60 feet you can speak another command word as an action light spell or fairy fire save as dc 13.
0: awesome um let's see how she rolls that's a natural 17 plus what I guess that already makes it. <laughs> yeah, it's got to cast. So when that happens,
1: um, I don't know if that counts as an action, but that is. I'm going to say way. it doesn't. Okay, when you cut. Okay. And then I'm going to close the distance and I'm going to strike at her. Okay. Uh, Let's I'm going to attack with my double blade. Same action. Uh, oh, that's not very high. Uh, it's going to be a 14 to hit. So you get a d4. Oh, with I a d4. Blast. Well, a an 18 will hit her. Oh wow! It is an eighteen. Eighteen to hit. <laughs> Got a four on the d four. Eighteen does hit. Oh wow! Nice. Two d 4 four four six. So that's eight damage to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Eight damage to her. And do I have a bonus action left? I would say the bonus um, action was probably me casting. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I said eight that damage. Fae fly was the bonus. Eight damage. Uh, okay. To her. Um, but now my fae fly is just kind of flying next to her.
0: Okay. Uh, awesome. So they, uh, yeah. So yeah, you, uh, I'll say that what happens is you come down and they, they try to get their, uh, they try to get their double-bladed scimitar up in time. Um, and as your as the scimitar kind of like glows with that, like, blue light uh from you know shundrell like being part of like you know basically inhabiting it um and it kind of like warms in your hands you see that they're kind of taken aback by this like they're not expecting you to like that to happen um and you're able to just nick them on the arm a little bit uh as they don't get their their double-bladed scimitar up fast enough
1: and for the sake of just clarity the fey fly is like 10 feet above her so just outside of like Theoretically, okay. her range—I don't know what her range is. But yeah,
0: for I'm sure. You're, you're trying us. to keep it, trying to keep it secret, safe. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, as you kind of catch her off guard with this, with this hit and kind of uh, nick her arm, uh, she spins the uh, double baited scimitar around. Now within your range, and you're within her range, um, and she's also going to make a couple attacks on you.
3: That's my boy. And Random's going to flick the end of one of his cigarettes directly at her.
0: <laughs> uh make me a ranged attack, Rangrim. <laughs>
3: okay, all right. Let's go. Uh sixteen without any uh proficiency.
0: That's so natural sixteen. So it misses <laughs> it misses her. Um but it flicks kind of off to the side uh, and you see it land in this kind of like pile of uh debris. And you see it starts start to smoke a little bit, Rangrim.
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna pull another cigarette out of my boot you got, got him this time him glenn it. and as i keep eating like the chicken wings that i like stuffed in my pockets from the uh vip bucks
0: amazing amazing um yeah this thing is starting to smolder a little bit in this kind of like let's i think it's like hay and uh, like some broken uh, barrels that are kind of like laying (laughs) forlorn in this uh, against one of these uh, supporting pillars. Um, Glenn, uh, that's going to be a 16 plus nine to hit. Uh, That's going to hit. That's going to be a 19 plus nine to hit. That's also going to hit. Okay. I rolled a five. (laughs) Sorry. My math is terrible. I rolled a five and I rolled a three uh, and then each of those is plus seven. So 14 um For, so 21 damage
1: to okay so i'll have yeah, sorry. In, okay i'll have the big one on this one
0: so you basically you would you would take six, 16 damage 16 okay. damage yeah
1: okay gotcha 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 sorry
0: math's hard Good. No, uh, I just, yeah yeah it, it, it's it's the having of it <laughs> that was really just uh really super confusing uh, the she, spins, of the damage. she spins this double-bladed scimitar around and she's um and she kind of is like as she's as she's doing it she kind of spins it around yours and like just kind of, like, tags you on the side once and then, like, catches you kind of on the, a slicing across your forearm with the other one um, as she's kind of, like, spinning these uh, these independent scimitars around, but they're still connected.
1: Uh, da, 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 da. Yep. Um, as it happens, Glenn just kind of, like, taking a, a chop and he's like, oh, you've gotten better at this. Uh, I just have a quick question. Do you know the difference between a snowman and a snow woman? It's snowballs and the cast Tasha's hideous laughter.
0: As you're um, as as you're doing this joke, uh, she kind of like who you've all I think you've always kind of been a jokester, and like she you see her like face contort with like, oh god. And then <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Fuck. as as you uh, as you do that. So what is um what's the uh what's the safe? 14. Uh what is the add to that? So Charisma? Oh, sorry. It's
1: uh wisdom, wisdom saving throw.
0: Wisdom saving throw. Okay, she only rolled an eight.
1: Sweet. So she goes prone.
0: Okay. Capron. Uh,
2: she is Al Capron.
1: Oh my God! A, can I give inspiration? <laughs>
0: Wait, is this a charm?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, think think charmed. Is. Uh, it's an enchantment. I think that's
0: charmed. I th- think it's. Did uh... you core?
1: Is it a charm? saving throw? It's not a. It's not a charm. Sp-
0: this character has advantage against being charmed. Yeah, so she's that-
1: an elf. I, I. I don't know. Attack saving is a wisdom. I think it would say charm if it was a charm.
0: We need. We need Targetless. insight. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the answer for us? I don't think it. I is. don't even know how to spell that spell. It usually says charm. Okay, I'm. I'm and, over- and it doesn't. Yeah, I'll rule. Oh yeah, then that's totally fine. Um so yeah, uh you you see her face uh contort in this like, oh god, like when someone makes a really bad pun, uh, and then her and then her face just like spasms and starts like she starts like this forced laughter, this like very like forced like shrieking laughter, uh, and falls, uh basically falls backwards. Uh and is like her. I think that she probably goes down to like one knee with laughter, uh, but she is uh, prone. So, uh, yeah, that's not good for her.
1: Uh, yeah. So as she kind of goes prone, glintz, he says, and he's just like, you've always had just such a beautiful smile. Just would love to see it more. And you see a crackling of like thunder energy kind of going through and little clouds form at the end of each of the blades, And uh, Glenn's gonna take a slice across her face, specifically across her mouth, like a Italian smiley face, um, with booming blade. Wow! Uh, That's a natural 19 plus. Oh my! When I have advantage on an attack roll using one of those modifiers, you can re-roll one of the dice. So I'm gonna re-roll the 19 and see if I get that 20. (laughs) It was a 20, and then it rolled to the 14. Uh, So it's like I don't know, 20. Twenty-seven to hit, twenty-eight to hit, all of them.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I mean that hits for sure.
1: I assumed. Uh, wow, that was good. So hold on, I'm gonna do some quick maths. Uh, seven on the two d fours plus two, so it's nine damage there. Um, and then my sneak attack damage because she's prone. Prone. Did I get another one because of the level? I've literally been like dreading this fight. Since I've made this character and I'm anxious as fuck.
2: They're also like down spell slots, down health points. Yeah. No more. That tracks.
1: That wasn't great. Uh, I got my calculator out. so. Uh, So 19 damage total on that strike.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, that's no no good. Um, you slice across her face um, and just like, it, like like you said, you kind of like open this like cut in the side of her mouth that like is very Joker esque. Like on the side of her mouth, like it, it's it's not chill <laughs> at all.
1: Oh. oh, sorry. There's more damage to that because I forgot I did booming blade. Um... Oh, that's a natural, or that's an eight on the d8, so twenty seven damage on that. And then like as it like goes across her face. I'm going to take my movement speed and step back 30 feet and go to, like, the third pillar again and lean up against and go, yeah, just the smile is just such a better look for you.
0: Um, so she's still stuck laughing, I assume, at yep. this point. She has a save. Um, does she get a save when you hit her? I believe she does. She gets a save when she takes damage or on the start of her turn, and since it's 1v1, it's... Natural yeah. 20. Nice. Um, you, so her mouth being open in that, like, that laugh, like, even as you cut her, like, you saw it, like, kind of open up that wound even more. And then, like, it's so, like, I think blood is just running down her face and the side of her mouth right now. And she kind of grabs it as soon as she's able to get re of her body, staggering, uh, staggering back up to her feet. And just, like, looking at you with that, like, just absolute, um, like, hatred. And it is just, like, so, so mad at you, Glenn. Um, and with just kind of like, a, what did you do to my face? She reaches her hand out at you, um, and casts Shatter. Um, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Oh,
1: that's super good. You get a D4 of to that too. I do. Bless. Hey, you do. Shibbity bop. Oh, <laughs> Love that. That's cannot good. make That's this good. up. Cannot make that up. Uh, that is one? a one. So, cannot make this up.
0: So, Glenn, um, out, as, she hand, as she reaches her hand out at you and casts Shatter, this just, like, loud ringing noise, just, like, painfully intense, erupts from, like just like, just, like, in front of you, just, like, this... <sighs> just ringing, uh, uh, just explodes in front of you. Just like, Rangram, you you hear it too, and just like the entire, everything around you all is shaking. Um, you actually see the two pillars next to you, Glenn, like, just like crack, and, and just like start splintering apart, um, and like start, like, everything around, like, the actual like, you start seeing dust and stuff start falling from the, the ceiling as these like, basically everything within this uh, 10-foot radius around you, this sphere, just like all the inorganic material just literally shatters apart in an instant, and these pillars begin to collapse. Um, I need you to, to scoop up a bit of thunder damage here, Glenn.
1: Thunder damage. Hmm? It's okay. Shatters is a super friendly spell. It only shatters things.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's going to be totally fine. Um, that's going to be uh, 15 damage.
2: Mm. Uh that hurts. damage. Um, that
0: hurts. And you're like Glenn, your ears are just bleeding. Like, yeah. I think blood is just running down out of each of your ears as your eardrums are just shattered. I'm uh, to and you get this like really you...
1: cool ombre, like <laughs> blood and silver hair look.
0: I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw as well. Okay. Uh,
1: that's great. Uh, dexterity saving throw, uh, gentleman's 20.
0: Okay. Uh, you, even in your like disoriented state, uh, you start realizing that things are starting to fall from the ceiling and you're able to dodge out of the way as like a couple seats from above. Like you can see a gap in the ceiling now, uh, and you can see that these seats have fallen down. You're able to dodge out of the way as they like smash to the floor, (laughs) fall apart. Um, and as these, like literally these pillars have like started to fall like trees. Uh, luckily there's more of them around, but two that were within your 10 foot radius have been, been absolutely destroyed. Um, So that's going to uh, her. That's going to do it for her turn, Um, and she is just like bleeding from the mouth, holding the side of her face, and is spinning her double bedded scimitar uh, in one hand, uh, just kind of circling you now within this ten, like basically ten foot range, as the roof above you is like literally collapsing.
1: Did she? Did she move?
0: Uh, Yeah, she's she's uh, she's circling around you at this point, kind of like while you're moving. She's there's like a ten foot gap between you two.
1: Then she takes an extra two d8 damage because of blooming (laughs) blood. So she takes an extra six
0: damage. She steps sideways and just, like, is blasted by booming uh, by the booming, uh, like, sound, which, I mean, maybe she thought it was just, like... She probably moved, too, when she cast Shatter, so she probably thinks it was just, like, part of that. But, like, you guys, like, are going back and forth with this kind of, like, thunder, like, these thunder spells. Uh, as she's kind of, like, blasted to the side. One of her ears now, too, is uh, is bleeding on the same side of her face that you cut her on.
1: Uh, Glenn, uh, like... Pretty fucking hurt. Uh, Just kind of like coughing. You know, this this was such a a friendly conversation. I think if you were to leave now, you might be able to get that fixed. Does she respond?
0: Glenn, I think you know better than anyone that when it comes to Chandrell, there's really nowhere to run.
1: You know what? That's, that's fair. And then Glenn's going to... How close is she to me now? 10 feet. 10 feet?
0: Yeah, I think you guys are circling. In my head, you guys are kind of circling each other, uh, both extremely injured at this point, and literally, like, the roof is collapsing around you. <laughs> very, very cinematic.
2: Mm-mm-mm.
3: Rengrim licks those his fingers. And I'm throwing, whether it's a chicken bone or some sort <laughs> of mammal bone... Just, bone. I'm just flinging that at her while I'm watching this whole thing happen
0: I roll another uh, ranged attack tight <laughs>
3: 17 uh,
0: <laughs> Just it just misses whips right over her shoulder and I think uh, also again like kind of like I, I think that it like deflects like a small piece of uh, debris that was like <laughs> maybe falling from the ceiling and you're like that was a good that was a really good hit but you don't you it like whips right over her shoulder but rangram as you're looking over past where this chicken bones landing you see that your little cigarette fire has kind of started to catch a little bit and you can actually see instead of just smoke now there's a little bit of little bit of flame in that uh nestled into that uh that wheat in there or hay
3: uh everything's fine (laughs) this is fine this is okay.
1: Uh, okay, with my bonus action, I'm gonna. Ah, fuck this! I Damn, this is tense. One v one, go. It's not. It's not what Glenn does. No. Uh, <laughs> that was terrible. So Glenn's like kind of next to the post. It's like just cracking, and kind of like just dodged out of the way. And he's gonna take a couple steps backward and goes. Uh, you know, earlier I went and visited a cemetery. Others keep calling it a graveyard, and he's like, kind of like just twirling his sword. And he's like, but Necromancers, they call it the Bone Depot. And I cast Tasha City's Laughter. Okay. Okay. Ugh. I'm not proud of it. I'm sorry, chat.
3: That one's that- fantastic. I love that one.
0: Um, that is a 15. That's a wisdom. Makes it. That okay. makes it. 14 plus one um she uh she kind of like looks at you and doesn't even respond to uh this one like still hold kind of like holding her mouth like kind of together at this point on one side while uh using her other hand to kind of spin that that scimitar and goes glenn you were never as funny as you thought you were and she's going to rush you
1: uh so my turn okay
0: well okay well that's what okay so what are you doing i'm gonna take my (laughs) bonus
1: action to back the fuck up okay uh disengaged i'm going to go another 40 feet so it would have cleared 60 feet during that time
0: okay um so i think that you're backpedaling uh and and are you i mean you can't hide then i guess at this point you've used your whole your whole movement to dash backwards
1: yeah so i would have taken my 30 movement speed so i was 40 feet from her at the end of my movement and then another 30 feet so it would have been 70 feet from her total
0: okay um, then she's going to rush at you is only able to cover uh, the 60 foot distance um, but she is going to get as close as she can to you and she's going to hold her hand out again and she's gonna cast uh, scorching ray
2: I feel like you do a little bit better up close doesn't
0: cast spells um, she's gonna the way she's gonna do it too is she's going to like you're gonna see her her scimitar is like the ends of it start to f- like, just basically, like, fire just kind of seems to engulf the end of the scimitars, and as she's spinning it around, um, it's almost like they're leaping off of it in these, like, missiles uh, that are flying at you, Glenn. That's cool. Google, 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 Scorching Ray.
3: (laughs) It's not good for Glenn.
2: (laughs) Not good at all.
0: Um, Okay, that first one's going to be... Please hold. Uh, that's going to be a 19 on the first one to hit.
1: Uh, misses. Oh, no, sorry. Meets it beats. Yes. Yeah. Hit my armor class right now. is 19.
0: Okay. Uh, that second one is not going to hit. Uh, that third one is definitely going to hit me a 17 plus um, uh, a 17 plus eight. So 25.
1: So I would have, okay.
0: You get hit by two of them.
1: I was going to say I would have cast shield. At some point, which the was shield mean. to
0: protect against uh, spells.
1: The only thing it, yeah, uh, just it's a plus five to AC.
0: Okay, um, cool. So you're going to protect against one of those then. Yeah, that's the first cool. one. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, that's just going to be an eight to damage. Eight hey, damage. Damn. Um uh, is- yeah, as this, fi- as this bolt of fire, like you're you're you throw up your you throw up your shield, and then it like one of them shattered like smashes one of these uh, like fire uh, like darts, like smashes against your shield, and just as it drops, another one catches you like full in the face. I think.
1: Uh, yeah, as like the puff of fire just across my face happens, I'm, Glenn, just gonna like, okay, enough of the cute shit, and just takes two steps and strikes it her with the. Uh rev- double blade scimitar, but again those clouds are just starting to like form around the tips of it before he strikes out. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And eighteen plus yeah, twenty seven to hit. Um she's casting shield. Twenty does it beat a twenty seven? Um how much is shield again? Plus eight? Plus five. Plus, plus five. five. Oof. Uh <laughs> then, then no it doesn't. <laughs>
1: okay. I mean, it's not the big of a deal because I don't have... Uh, I couldn't get my sneak attack because I had to move.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you see her th- try to throw the shield up, um, and you're able to just, like, with the addition of a booming blade, able to, like, basically carve through it um, the-, the scimitar glowing with that blue light again.
1: Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, 12 plus... So, t- 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 math. 18 damage total on that hit. And then okay. as a bonus action, I'm going to come back through with the other side of my double-bladed scimitar, which just does an extra d4. So, oh, that's a 1. So, 19 damage.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, and so you, you, yeah, gotcha, damn. Um, she, you, uh, so you You basically, like, I, I think you come through and you just, like, I mean, how do you, how do you, how are you hitting her, I guess? Yeah,
1: so, like, when, like, Glenn's kind of panicking because he's really not feeling good after the fight earlier and then again another fight so Glynn is like takes this explosion of flames to the face and he's like enough with the cute shit just kind of dives at her and just takes mm-hmm. a slice up mm-hmm. and then just on the way back down hits him, up, hits her on the other side but again as it's coming through with that thunderous energy on that first slice it just kind of go.
0: yeah um, I think the, I think you slice her uh, like kind of in an X fashion across her uh, like across her chest like just like Basically, like opening up these pretty big rents, and like where the armor, like the actual leather armor, like going through that, and and just like absolutely cutting her across the chest in a pretty gnarly way.
1: Uh, that's my turn. Can't do anything okay.
0: else. Um, yeah. So she just like lets out this like absolute like yell of pain as she, um, as you do this, and like you you see her just like just like. St- just driven mad with just like this anger. And like, it seems like every single time she's seeing that that double-bladed scimitar um, light up with that blue energy. Like she just, it is like driving her to madness with like, in a way that you can see, like you've known that, you know, you guys had a, had like a kind of like a friendly rivalry in the past, but it's been a long time. And the fact that like you have been able to like harness this relationship between Chandrell and yourself in a way that, like, she was never able to, in the way that was always easier for you, had like that, that like resentment has grown over the years in a way that, like, is just manifesting in this absolute fury. And, like, she is just like bleeding from the face and from the chest. And, like, she, like, she grabs this double bladed scimitar and just with, like, this feral fury. Is going in for an all-out like attack on you, Glenn, with this with this double-edged scimitar in her one hand. She's just like releasing it in these slashing motions across you, um, and she's going to be using one of her action surges.
2: Program
3: is uh, going to cast spending, and just say to um, uh, this woman, "Hey, it's Chandrell. Look out behind you." I always liked you better than Glenn.
0: Um, I need you to make me a deception check with disadvantage because she is in a full-blown rage.
2: It also fits the RP of chat because Sajukor just disadvantaged.
0: Oh, Sajukor. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll throw a disadvantage on one of those attacks then. because I, I did just roll a 11 plus 9 so that would have been 20. So I'll re-roll that one. I'm so sorry. That was better. That was a 17 plus uh, 17 plus seventeen
3: 9. I rolled a 1.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's an 18 plus 9. On hits? And that's a 17 plus 9. All right, I cast shield on one of them,
1: on the first okay. one, my last shield spell.
3: Okay. So it's not successful, but Rangram's still pretending to be Shandrella. Uh, like, you're a dick. Don't attack Glenn. You're a dick. You suck. I never liked you anyways but it doesn't work
0: uh, Glenn for the two that did hit you then um, one of them would have been uh, 10 damage and then one of them would have been eight damage. I assume you're having one of those, yes. but wait, you can't, you can only use one reaction.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, it takes all of it. That's
0: 18 damage. Are you still standing?
1: Nope. Glenn goes down.
0: Rangram, you, you watch as basically as this place, like this, this, like there's a small fire starting the corner the roof itself is like starting to collapse. It's kind of calmed at this point. Like it doesn't seem like it's continuously like collapsing, but you watch as like Glenn dives forward at the, at this Adna, this person you've never even seen before that looks eerily so much like Glenn, your friend you've been traveling with. And like, dives at a full-fledged assault on her, something you really don't see Glenn do very often, both of which they're ble- just bleeding in absolute, like, in agony and pain. You've been just, like, watching and kind of, like, letting him go and do this thing, trusting that he was going to be able to take care of it. And then you see, like, Adniss kind of stumble back, uh, like, thinking Glynn had kind of come up on top, and then she dives in for one more attack. And you see her bury her double-bladed sc- scimitar, her kind of, like... Smulkra of a double bladed scimitar directly through Glynn and out the other side of him. And you see him fall to the ground. And Glynn, you are taken off guard as this, as you feel that, that scimitar, like, drives straight through you. Um, and you kind of just, things get fuzzy. And then things go black as you kind of fall to the ground. Um, and as you're kind of, like, losing consciousness, you see her reach down and goes... Well who will be in Chandrel's favor now? And you see her grab the double bladed scimitar and run off into the darkness.
3: Um Redcon real quick. <laughs>
1: uh
3: as she tries to grab it, Raygrim's gonna chest kick her and cast whole person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I think, I don't know if you're gonna be able to cover the gaps, but you can definitely do whole person, um, if she doesn't make the save. Okay. I'm gonna roll it right now. No DM bullshit. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, what is the, uh, what's the modifier?
3: Uh, it's a, it's a wisdom save.
0: Okay. That is a sixteen plus one seventeen. Rangram, I think that you reach out your hand and like try casting whole person as like this scene is kind of escalating down below, um, and you see you like just like you you see them kind of slow their movement for a second, uh, and then they just kind of like look back, uh, and then they're they run deeper into the darkness and are out of your dark vision um, and I guess you can choose at this point whether to run to your friend or to run after her
3: oh no I'm, I'm gonna go right to Glenn and try and patch the hole in his chest
0: okay uh, what are you what are yeah what are you doing what are you casting
3: um, so he's not actually dead right
0: he's he's just mostly dead
3: okay so I'm gonna do uh, cure uh, cure wounds at second level
0: okay. Um, I think that what the happens. While
3: I'm like, I have my hands on his chest, but like, when I told you, like, it would be really cool if, like, you let me hold your weapon for a while, and you were like, no, you can't do that. This would have been a good opportunity for that.
0: Um, Glenn, I think you're coming back into consciousness as you hear, as you kind of like see Rangram like leering over you, <laughs> kind of chiding you for not letting him, letting you borrow. Uh, letting him borrow your weapon. Um, And Rangram, you're seeing basically this uh, as your hand like glows with this like white light. uh, His wound in the middle of his chest kind of like stitches up. And I think that a couple of the other cuts as well uh, kind of stitch up. And uh, how much do I get back?
3: Um, You get uh, 22. Jesus.
1: Tight. Uh, Yeah, Glenn sees Rangram like leaning right over him. And he immediately just grabs Rangram by the like the neck and pulls him down he's like do you have my weapon uh no that um... just throws him off and starts chasing after her like just is bolting the direction that he would have guessed that she
0: went okay um roll me a perception check or investigation i don't really i guess it would they're be a perception same.
1: they're the same for me 24 total
0: Twenty-four total. Okay, um, I think that you're able to uh, see her kind of blood trail in the ground as she's running, uh, and you're taking off after her. Um, okay, so back to uh, I think we go back to Cosmo for a second. Uh, Rangrim, where are you? Would you follow after Glenn? I guess, or would you? Uh, what would you be doing?
3: Uh, Rangram's on his back, just looking at the ceiling, like oh, whoa, whoa, thanks, Rangrim good for you Rangram I guess you tried Rangram (laughs) that's that's about it he's he's passive aggressive guilt
1: tripping
0: him (laughs) down
1: the hallway it's amazing
0: (laughs) Rangram I think you see a couple people that are looking down at you through the whole way 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 above probably like 40 50 feet up um and uh And then you kind of start smelling like smoke from this increasingly, uh, this increasing fire that is uh, kind of starting to grow near one of the pillars.
3: Well, that sucks. Um, Rang's looking at the people above him like, you see something that you like? And then he's going to stand up and like look around. I'm assuming there's no way back up.
0: There is. uh, There's still that ladder that you came down that still is there.
3: He's he's looking at the ladder, looking at where Glenn ran uh um, what would Cosmo do?
0: We need bracelets of that,
3: and he's gonna run after Glenn cause there's nothing that he can okay. kill by head trauma
0: uh roll me uh roll me athletics check to see how fast you you're going.
3: Oh, he's rangrims so good at these with my zero to dex.
0: Well, athletics not acrobatics
3: natural twenty
0: damn. Rangram, you just fucking hoof it after, yeah, full just like, I mean, natural sprinters. We've always said it. We've always we've said, said it.
3: it. Very lethal over it. a short distance.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so you you take off after them into the darkness, uh, and I, I think that we pop back over to Cosmo. So, uh, Glenn, what would your what would Poe have done? Like, what what would Cosmo have seen?
1: So I, I before I went down, I told Cosmo when Poe disappears, go. Go to where Poe was. So ultimately, like, just go straight there. And I dropped Poe. Like, okay. Poe just disappeared. That that is up to Cosmo what he decides to do with that info.
2: I was uh, not super descriptive. <laughs> I guess um, the hard part is is we didn't really talk about it. Is if in Cosmo time? Cosmo saw where they went in.
0: Yeah. So roll me. Uh, i What I'm gonna need from you is just a perception check to know where where they went
2: um oh I'm on Glenn's character I was like that is really good (laughs) that is well I wanted to know how much HP he had so but I was like that is too good
0: less than Uh, he lost
2: 16
0: um yeah I'll say that you you have a general idea of where it's at um you know that it's like across the way and kind of up the um (laughs) up up a little bit and then you're like kind of looking over there and you 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 like i think that while you're if you like are you planning on heading that way
2: yeah so did would cosmo have seen where they went in
0: yeah so i think you have a general idea of where they would have went in um but are and like, it was like are heading it was in
2: um yes and Co- so cosmo just like obviously would have been interacting, you know eating his food and he was just like oh got to go and he just like drops his plate and turns and runs the other way down the hall okay. or down the walkway yep, down where the stairs he would have seen Poe at the end, mm-hmm. like where he was perched, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just looks down
0: over the edge. How far is it? Down? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's 20 feet if you want to jump off into the, uh, the lower area. Right.
2: So Cosmo just like he, he pulls his shield off and like gets up on the edge and jumps off and like puts his foot into his shield okay. and it's just going shield foot down into the okay. seat um, uh, into the floor. So shield well, first,
0: cannon no, no, no. He's like
2: he's well, like on. cannonball
0: on his shield. Like Right, so you're trying to, but you're still going to have to run you're not like a directly above where they went down. You still have to cover some distance around the arena before you'd be able to get there. Oh, That's fine. Okay. So you're jumping down though. So uh, roll me, uh, I'll give you uh roll. Yeah. I'm going to, I think you're going to take a little bit of damage here uh, from 20 feet fall. Just six damage. Then as you stick, you kind of shield dive down and stick this thing into the, uh, into the ground below where the, uh, the top box is. Uh, but you're now down in the lower area where you can kind of like run around and get up to this higher, higher level where they're at. And I'll say that this—I'll say that this happens. So, like, as you're running over there, Cosmo, you hear like a scream from kind of up in the stands where you saw, uh, <laughs> basically, where you saw them kind of go into in that general area. And you see part of the bleachers collapse downwards, uh, and people are like kind of looking on in horrors. They're running out of the way of it as you're kind of when you're running over there. You see part of the bleachers collapse. And You're like, oh, that probably has something to do with them. Oh, it is Steve?
1: <laughs> we go to the um, tournament once and destroy it. <laughs> burn it, down. Cosmo.
0: Cosmo, you're running up the uh, you're running up the stairs and you're getting close to where this hole is collapsed. And then you hear another kind of like uh, like moan and, and like half of like, you know, like, oh, and half of like cheering as you uh, and your attention is drawn back to the actual pit you see that um fester is one-on-one fighting with peril at this point peril who's wielding that like massive axe uh that has like these spines all the way down it, in like a serrated saw blade style this great axe and fester is like holding his own he's uh parrying back and forth moving in these like quick movements kind of diving side to side like stabbing peril who's much slower uh, a, a few times with like a dagger slicing across his hands and like stallion stabbing him with this rapier um and you, you see, like it seems like he's doing really well, and the crowd is like respawning, like wow, they're really like like this massive orc is moving like, much faster than anyone would have expected. Um, but then you see like him falter for just a second, caught by like the actual like the the it's almost like he gets stuck for a second, like he can't move, he's kind of restrained by his leather armor and peril catches him with one of these great ax blows across the shoulder and like across the chest that like just absolutely opens this huge cut on fester and he kind of stumbles back and he's holding his this this wound in his shoulder and then you see him look down at it in horror as he starts to like turn you see this gray spreading across fester just like petrification that's like slowly spreading from the wound and you see peril just kind of like set the ax like kind of let the axe go to side just holding on to it and is just kind of looking at fester as fester is like stumbling back as you realize that he's turning to stone and he's being petrified something that this axe has done to him is affecting him and is currently like petrifying him and he's in the process of it his arm is like in his chest are like fully encased at this point and he's kind of walking back trying to get as much distance away from between him and peril as he possibly can before like his face just like completely like goes rigid and like he just he's looking on in horror as Peril is walking towards him and you see Fester get turned completely to stone uh, standing in front of Peril and then you see Peril walking up to Fester and he stops and he stands there for just a second before he raises the axe and smashes Fester's statue apart And that's where we're going to leave the session tonight.
3: Don't get hit by that one. Holy crap. (laughs) Oh.
1: Damn. What a session. My heart rate at one point got
0: up to 104. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'm so sorry for all the fester heads out there. Oh, it's so sad.